Welcome in, everyone, to the season finale of the Chasing Trails podcast, uh, sponsored by St. John Trail Running. It's our last episode, Jeff. Here we are. We've made it to the finish line of season one. Uh, it's a celebratory episode. It's a year in review. How are you feeling about it, man? I got mixed feelings. I'm going to be honest. You know, the week that you were in Nashville and we had a preloaded episode with Andrew from Made With Local, so we didn't actually do the podcast. I was, I felt like there was something missing in my life. It was my brother. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about how much I'm going to miss doing the podcast. But also I'm kind of glad because we do need some refresher, you know. When we yeah. started this thing, we uh, – we had like planning meetings and we had like notes going and we had the last few episodes. I, I would say we didn't have as many of those planning meetings. They did. They, they went okay. We were, yeah. Luckily we were able to pull them off, I think. Uh, but you could tell our, our creative juices need a, a bit of a break and it'll be good to uh, recess and make some plans. So I have mixed feelings at best. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's been interesting. Uh, we, we weren't going to get into this right now, but we can, uh, just to talk about how, you know, it, it's kind of this, this whole season one has just been like this growth and learning curve that we've been working through, you know, like you listen to the earlier episodes and the audio is all bad. And like, we, we're ba- barely trying to figure out what we're doing, you know, and you're right. We spent so much time because we, we were just like, Oh, we have to make sure we have every little, you know, nuance done and every minute accounted for. But now here we are like episode what what are we on 23 and we're like whipping up notes really quick it just seems like part of it's learning but it, part of it is like hey we're just kind of running out of gas here towards the end and you want to have you want to have good content and stuff like that so i think it is time sure. for a, a well-deserved break it was a learning curve i learned how to use instagram kind of so big time man that was a huge deal for you yeah Welcome. you know it's been it's been quite a few posts that uh i haven't gotten any notes on my grammar and spelling police now maybe that's because <laughs> they feel bad for me or maybe it's because i'm doing a good job i'm not really sure which but uh yeah so i did learn some instagram uh, i learned how to build a reel and some other things like that so that was a big step for me so yeah, yeah you're good. like a hashtag influencer now like you're yeah. you're <laughs> right you're our uh, online presence, which is yeah. a scary thing at the same time. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary, and I have to be very choosy of the stories that I share because some of them aren't appropriate, but I find funny, and then I realize I'm on the wrong, I'm on the wrong page, and I'm like, oh, no, I can't put that out there. Anyway, oh, so uh, I have to be careful. But have you done that yet? Have you shared a thing thinking it was you when it was actually our podcast sharing it? I, I haven't shared it, but I had one all like built, and then I was like, "This isn't even applicable to the podcast." Well, I'm on the wrong page, <laughs> anyway. And, uh, so yeah, it was what it no, was. No, that's so. been really cool. It's been really good to see. Um, but we'll we'll talk a little bit about the podcast itself here in a second. But we want to spend some time talking about the bootstrap. Oh my goodness! It, what a race! It was such mm. a good day. Uh, it was. Uh, it was one of those – it lived up to all my expectations uh, in a lot of ways. Like I always – it's slowly and maybe not so slowly becoming my favorite race. But uh, it is just uh, – it was so good to see everyone there. Like did you feel the same way, Jeff? Like the energy was just super good around the yeah. whole event. Yeah, for sure. The community's fun. Uh, the fact that they had some food trucks, like people stayed around a little longer this time. So I hope Mark's mm. happy with that. I hope the food trucks are happy with, with people who supported them because it was a cool, cool way to end. Uh, I dare say I had two of those Donair <laughs> dogs. You did your part. You definitely I did, did your part. part. <laughs> those Donair dogs were not cheap, but they were good. And so I had two of those because uh, they tasted really good. Um, so, yeah, definitely like that was a a cool part of the atmosphere and you're right like it was um i didn't know what to expect for weather because i was kind of concerned about it being cold and stuff and uh, getting up here at 5 30 in the morning and getting ready for the day and and having tim come over and, and drive down with me because he's from up here in Fairton and uh, he couldn't run a lot this summer for various reasons and then he kind of uh just randomly jumped into the Fairton trail running group in september and and then signed up for the bootstrap. And so it was cool to have him come. And he had a great time too. So, you know, mm. as a new fresh trail runner, um, someone who hadn't done a, a race since he ran cross country in high school or something like that and hadn't ran a whole lot, he did really well. And uh, he says he's hooked. So 
It's not wow, just uh, two fanboys of Mark uh, giving good reviews here. It's, uh, mm. you know, you got other people who are first timers who say like, you know, the bootstrap was an amazingly well-run event. So yeah, yeah kudos so to them, but it was awesome. That was a big, that was a big thing that stood out to me was the fact that there was so many new runners. Mm-hmm. Like there was so many, um, I, what was it like 130 or something like that, that he said that were yep. running this for the first time. Now you and I have both run this multiple times now. Um, what did you notice? Did you ta- have any takeaways about the chorus change? There was a little bit of an alteration to the chorus. Did you have any? How? What were your feelings yeah. about that? Uh, they weren't good. I mean, uh... <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm typically very honest, so you know, like uh, I was. I preferred the uh, ending of the beach a little sooner uh, in right. the parking lot. And I also could have done without the little single track trail uh, at the aid station where last time we went up the road and then cut into the woods. Uh, and I also could have done without the stairs. Uh, I don't remember those <laughs> last year at the end. So, yeah, there was uh, there was definitely some changes. Although I can see why from a race director perspective that those changes were made because there was no traffic to worry about um so certainly uh certainly made sense from that perspective but i definitely uh definitely could have done without it the other thing i found odd was i i kept thinking that i somehow missed the turnoff onto the uh, boardwalk that goes out and back because oh yeah which because it, i always thought it was closer to like the midway point or whatever and so my watch clicked over to like eight or nine kilometers and i was like oh man like did i how did I miss that? At that point, I was running by myself. I hadn't had a group with me for a bit. I was like, I couldn't have missed it. So I found myself like wondering if I had screwed up somehow. But then it's yeah. actually much closer to the end. So yeah, it's. I find I do that all the time with the entrance to get onto the beach. I'm always like mm-hmm. just looking at my feet, hating life while I'm running on that beach. And I'm always like, did I did I miss the the entrance to get back onto Sheldon Point Trail? I was like, where? where is this thing? And it's always farther than I think it is. Um, but yeah, that feeling when you get onto the beach and you see how far you have to like run the whole length of, mm. of Saints rest beach there, you're just like, Oh, that is so far. But mm. uh, I totally understand the safety precautions and reasons why they did it. But there was a tad bit more climbing in this one uh, than mm. in the years past. Uh, those stairs after going through the whole loop was just like, my quads did not like me after uh, after we got through that part. So, yeah, those changes were just like, whew, they burned a little bit. It was fun to have a random skeleton at the top of the stairs cheering us on, though. <laughs> yeah, Alex right. did a great job. Actually, all the volunteers did a great job, but Alex was a standout for me in his uh, in his skeleton suit. So yep. Big time. Yeah. I'm the, glad I could uh, zip it up for him and keep him in tight there when we got there in the morning too. <laughs> the, uh, the, okay, so so in all seriousness, no, here is my big takeaway. Uh, I couldn't get over how many different people you and I talked to and then we, we kind of heard from like post-race on socials or whatever who had said like they never thought that they would be able to run this race and then they ran it for their first time. And that was including like our contest winner that we gave away our uh, uh, our free free pass to the to the race with. Um, she was she, I was I had a chance to sit down and talk with her, and uh, her name her slips me right now. Um, but I remember Jennifer? just thinking Jen? Jennifer, yeah, and she was just saying she had gifted her free entry to her friend to run with her as like this support, you know, to go through the race. And just they they never she never would have been able to get through it without uh, being able to to have her with us or with her. And I was just like, man, it was like so heart touching, you know, and heartwarming to hear people just say like, Hey, last year I was volunteering at the race and this year I'm running in it. Never thinking I'd be able to do it. Um, like just amazing stories, how some people were in like the intro group and then all of a sudden they're running in these big races and, and whatever. I was like, that was so encouraging to hear all these people do it for the first time. And like, it, it just kind of was a good warm, fuzzy feeling about the whole race. Yeah, for sure. I missed that conversation. The fuzzy feeling for me was when, uh, I didn't actually catch his name, but someone walked up and handed me a uh, molasses chew occurs. Molasses oh, right. chew, yes. I was like, Oh, oh, oh brother, <laughs> you're the man. And so, yeah, it was, uh, 
that was a, a heartwarming time for me. Obviously, someone listened to the podcast the the day before and uh, went through their kids' candy and found me a molasses <laughs> chew. So I was super excited. It was excellent. Oh, gross. Anyway, <laughs> I, like as far as the technicalities and all that sort of things go, like it, it goes off without a hitch, and that's just a lot of work uh, on Mark's uh, behalf and. And the Irving Nature Park was just super accommodating as well. And so, I mean, there's nothing you can complain about that. Nice, cool new, uh, you know, long sleeve t-shirts instead of the toques this year, which is a nice little change because I've already got a couple of toques. And so it was nice to have a little change of apparel there. I, I appreciated all that. So it was a good altogether, man. I can't rave about this race enough. Yeah, agreed. Now, skipping all that stuff, Brandon, people are yeah. wondering – how our right. races went because of our reel. I'm sure there's a lot of people just sitting here thinking, all right, boys, break it down for us. How did that, how did your race go? So Brandon, why don't you start? And just, okay. Just give us the breakdown. About when okay. Start to finish. Yeah. So, uh, so I think the, the course itself, like my, I finished around the same time I did last year. So it wasn't, it was negligible time. Like I think it was like nine minutes difference or whatever, which I guess if it's a real race, that's a pretty big deal. But it, when it comes to my racing, nine minutes isn't a big deal. It isn't a big difference <laughs> when you measure, when you measure my time using the sun, not a stopwatch. Uh, but, uh, but it was, uh, I felt really strong going through the Sheldon point trail. Like I just, I felt really consistent and I, I always have a good time, like right through there. I'm always like, yes, I love life. Everything's going so well. This is the greatest race. And then I hit the beach and the beach just like kills my legs. Like it just drains me. Um, and then I get onto the, the trail and I was, I was sharing after the race with you, I think like there were parts in the trail this year where I was like, oh man, I remember the last couple of years I did this, I was really suffering and it was really bad. And I, and I didn't feel that way this year. Like I felt like I ran my best race this year, even though it wasn't necessarily the fastest race, but man, I got, I got suckered again. Like I went around and I grabbed some, I was starting to feel it. And so I was, I stopped at the aid station to get some water and get some tailwind. And I grabbed some salt and vinegar chips, which was like, like so good for me at Looney Loops. It was like super helpful. So I grabbed some salt and vinegar chips and I grabbed some sun-kissed fruit snacks, which I love. And uh, I was slamming those back and drinking some water and I'm going along the beach and I'm pushing really hard on the beach to try and make up some time for stopping. And I just get up that little embankment that takes you into like where the gravel pit is. And I just feel like the the dogs start barking and I am like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to lose it. And so I ended, up, I ended up having to pull off in this little bush. Cause I didn't want to puke on the trail. Cause there's still some people around. Uh, but I was just like, I had like a little, like a little two second puke. It wasn't a huge puke, but it was just enough to get rid of evacuate the chips and the fruit snacks. And uh, I was like, Oh man, I can't believe I did it again. Like, Last year, I just I threw up so much. Uh, but this year, I, it was just a little bit. Um, <laughs> anyways, then I saw the guy, like the volunteer or whatever. He's like, hey, you're almost there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make it. And I was just <laughs> feeling so gross. But uh, <laughs> then I make it back. But I uh, I can't seem to make it through that race without losing my, losing my lunch halfway through it. <laughs> well, I you did have a lot of no's on the Instagram, so you yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. good, you know. Uh, I was glad I got happy. it out of the way in the in the middle of the race, as opposed to the end of the race, like last time. Like I couldn't yeah, even enjoy myself yeah. last time because I was just so sick. But this time, I was like, oh no, I feel I felt pretty good by the time I got back to the by the time I got back to the finish line. Yeah, so for sure. anyway, that's, it's that's good. the thing. Sorry guys who voted. No, I, I definitely did lose <laughs> a little bit of lunch, uh, but uh, it just seems to be the course for me. So how about you? How, yeah. was, how was your run? Yeah. yeah, no, it was good. Um, I appreciated the little U shaped start uh, that kind of cut down on the, on the bottleneck a little bit. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely like, I probably lined up too far back towards the back and I heard some other people, mentioned that too because it was a bit slower than i would have 
appreciated. But um, once we got going, actually, it was kind of nice once I decided that it, it shouldn't really matter. And I was just there to have a good time. And then I found myself just running with random groups of people um, and just enjoying the run. And so, you know, I'm in the same boat. Like, I mean, I'm never going to win the bootstrap boogie when you got guys like Evan running it in an hour and 14, like yeah, <laughs> crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so, and I don't ever plan to even think that I would win it, but, uh, you know, uh, it was a great run. And so I, I found myself just enjoying the opportunity to be there and to run, which I, I don't feel like I really did last year. Like I ran as hard as I could and, and really kind of, it was my first trail run. So I was like dog dead tired, uh, at mm-hmm. the end of that run last year. And, uh, and so this year when I got back, you know, I actually felt good and was able to enjoy myself and cheer some other people on and, and, uh, just kind of hang out and have a, have a donair dog. And, and so mm-hmm. actually I felt really good about it. And then like the drive home wasn't miserable. And so all in all, like, yes, it was a little slower than the year previous as far as my run goes, but, I've also come to terms with that, that I, I much more enjoyed it. And so for like a season finale run, so to speak from after having, you know, a full summer of you know more races than I've ever done. Like usually I do one a summer and we did, you know, four or five. So, yep. um, you know, to have done that and then have kind of a wrap up run that was just super enjoyable was, was quite good for me. So it was, it was good. And it was encouraging too, just to feel good. Like I found the beach, long but i didn't mm-hmm. and i wasn't fast on it because the rocks are most scaring me to twist my ankle but yep. i didn't find it drained my legs like it did the year previous so i felt strong on the beach which was super encouraging i wasn't fast yeah. by any means but i certainly felt strong running it so um that was encouraging both on the way there and the way back um and so like i also found the big gravel hill like again i i, I hiked up it obviously didn't run mm-hmm. um but like it wasn't as soul sucking as i remember it um, yeah, I was the same you know, way on so. that one. Yeah, I felt the hill wasn't nearly as bad this time as it was the the year before. Maybe a bulldozer took a top off and we didn't know. I don't know. But either yeah, way, uh, so yeah, there was a lot of encouraging uh, aspects to it. And it was really awesome to be there and have people come over. Like even Jackson, I've never met him. He came over and chatted for a bit. And Aaron came over and Sarah and some other folks that you know we haven't necessarily had on the show. But obviously folks uh, who are listening and who, who know we're around and that's not the big deal, but it's nice to feel like not feel like an outsider, you know, like last yeah. year when I went, cause I had never done a trail run. I was there with you and I didn't know anyone. I kind of felt like a, an outsider. Whereas now, you know, if I could show up, I would have never gone to a St. John trail running race or any race without you in the past. Whereas now I feel like I could go if you're unavailable, if you're not going to be there. Uh, and I wouldn't feel quite like a, as much of an outsider. Again, the community yeah. is super cool. People are welcoming. So that was a good feeling too, just to kind of be around and, and uh be able to, to go out and chat with some of the other people who were there by themselves we met a dude who was there obviously by himself and chatted with him in the morning and and so it was you know good to be able to do that so yeah i noticed that too and i don't know if it's because we do the podcast or just because we're doing it running more events or whatever i'm just finding more and more people to chat with on the trail like uh i had i had a lady that i was i was running with and we chatted for a huge part of the trail and she was like it, it was just really cool to get to to know some people and and to be able to have some some trail talk that's always a good thing so yeah all together great great event i love it yeah i will say too this is the second bootstrap that i've done where i've run and had a good long chat with more than one person who has done an iron man um oh no way and, and it was great you know great chats and so I feel like I need to retract some of my statements about some communities of triathlon. Maybe I was the problem. <laughs> Maybe because you were, seems, yeah. I, run, I run the bootstrap and I meet these people who, who do Ironman races and have the tattoo and have clearly done way more than me. And they're super cool to talk to and they have a great chat. And I'm thinking maybe I was the problem three or four years ago when I started training for triathlon maybe it wasn't the community and i'm sure like i said before it's not always i probably was the problem so anyway i should retract some of that there's some cool uh less uh, crazy intense triathletes out there in the, in the world who are community based and so i think uh yeah it was cool to meet some of them too so yeah for sure and uh, did you get anyone stop you and say like hey i recognize your voice did you get any of that at the not this time bootstrap? not this time no. i got it for the no. first time i haven't i've never had that before but uh I was saying hi to Catherine LaFour, who was one of our guests on the podcast. She was she was volunteering, 
And I, I was saying hi to her. And then uh, a, a girl named Katie was behind me. She's like, hey, I recognized your voice from the from the podcast. Are you Brandon? I was like, yeah, yeah. So we had a chat for, for a few minutes. So it was kind of, it's weird. Like, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's so weird. But anyway, it's like, I hope I didn't disappoint because a lot of times the voice, the face behind the voice isn't always what it's cracked up to be, right? So, I think they realize that we do podcasts without a video for a reason. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Not by accident. Anyway, uh, so that's that's the bootstrap. We look forward to uh, hearing about it next year. We can't wait to get involved with it. It's a great way to end, wrap up the, kind of the running year. Um, but speaking of wrapping up the year, uh, we wanted to spend the the last little bit of today's episode just talking a little bit about the season. Um, and then kind of just teasing a little bit about next season, season two. Uh, so as, as tired as we are, we already have some big plans for season two. Jeff has sent me this giant list of things that we could do for, for season two. Uh, and most of them involve me having to do it. I've, I've, that's, that's kind of where I was looking at the list. I was like, this is mostly me work. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. But I think it'll be, they're all great ideas, of course. But uh, I, I, let's just start with this, Jeff, as we kind of spent some time um, reflecting here. When we started this uh, episode one, we were just kind of hopeful for what was our what was our li- 10 listeners? We were like, if we get 10 listeners, we were do an episode two. Yeah, not non non family members. Ten listeners. Oh yeah, that's so right. It had to be we non-family excluded our members. families. Non family members. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and so here we are, like twenty some odd, uh, you know, episodes later. On in season one, we have had an Olympic athlete. You know, we have had multiple trail runners who have who have run major major international races, right? We have had uh, people who have shared, you know, their expertise in in wonderful categories, you know, whether it's dietitians or athletic therapists um, or, or whether it's even in the business world. Like we have just had like this plethora of guests um, and and we have just been so lucky uh, to be able to have conversations. And that was not something I was expecting going into this. I thought for sure it would be like pulling teeth, trying to get someone who knew what they were talking about to come on this little rinky dink podcast that you and I do, <laughs> um, you know, to, uh, to share some, some really like valuable information or tell stories. And uh, it, that's been like mind blowing for me this season. Yeah. It's impressed me too, because at the end of the day, I wouldn't have expected we would have had any guests. And then, right, yeah, right. <laughs> like I don't know, man. And you know, I sent out some messages early on to some folks to you know ask them to come on the show. Never heard back from them, and I was like, uh, "This is going to be really tough." And then, as we gained momentum, that process became a lot easier. And so, mm. you know, we want to just let everyone know too. Like we cert- we definitely appreciate it, and so we want you not to lose that momentum when we take a little break here and head into season two, we, you know, both for listeners and for, for guests, we got some good guests lined up for next year. So that's exciting. And, and also, you know, from, from a listener perspective, like we, we aim to have 10 people in between Spotify and Apple, we have 272 uh, consistent listeners between the two. So yeah, we're wow. no Joe Rogan podcast, but not yet. We definitely have performed on the 10 people so we outkicked our coverage on this kind of podcasting thing and like you guys wouldn't believe me but like on the on the analytics on spotify um like the people that are listening are from all over the world like it's crazy to see like i don't know if they make it up like whether they listen for like two seconds or what but like there's there's people from and and the the names of countries just keeps getting longer and longer so uh, it's kind of neat to see that. Um, but so out of those episodes, Jeff, have you been able to narrow down what your favorite episode has been so far of season one? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough cause we had a lot of really great guests, right? Um, yeah. and so, so that's, that's a hard one to do. Um, I have some fond memories of you and I telling ridiculous stories. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those, um, but I definitely, 
Yeah, I definitely appreciated um, uh, talking to John about his, you know, from Toronto. I can't remember his last yeah, name. Yeah, John, McCall- John McAllister, yeah. Yeah, and for various reasons. I mean, he had some crazy stuff happen in his life, but then to talk to someone who used to run in Zimbabwe and have to worry about, you know, different animals and stuff, maybe I enjoyed <laughs> right. that so much because we had just come off the zombie apocalypse and the bear conversation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was, but I did very much enjoy uh, the chat with John. Um, and I had a lot of fun with the, with the local trail running scene too, that we had on, you know, uh, great to hear people's stories, you know, from Sarah and Mark, Tim and and Alex and the cool things they were doing and Catherine. I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, and, uh, it's been great. I feel like, um, this is just me projecting this on myself, but I felt a little bit, uh, when we had, um, Ark come on. Uh, oh yeah, I just Jill felt so Stockton. guilty the whole time. Yeah, I felt so yeah. guilty the whole time for being horrible <laughs> with my stretching in my body that I was like, oh no. <laughs> and so, although it was a great episode, I still have these like, yeah, feeling flashbacks, feeling, uh, yeah. flashbacks of like, oh, she doesn't even know me and she's talking to me right now. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say for me, my favorite episode was probably our conversation about fighting bears. I really think like that was just. <laughs> That created such such controversy. Like there are so many people who were like, "Yeah, yeah, you could definitely fight a bear," and then there are people who are like, "They, you definitely cannot fight a bear." And uh, I, I, it's been like a heated topic of conversation. So I think uh, I think that was probably my favorite and probably the most memorable. Um, and I still, I still will stand by my statement that I think I could fight one if I had to. And we're talking post hibernation bear, not pre hibernation bear. Right. That needs to be, we don't want to bring up the whole conversation again, but, but I'm glad you brought it up because actually I was watching one of my first posts that I made, uh, when I was doing the, the Instagram for the, for the show, uh, was the golden trail series. It's a, like a TV show. They go through the whole Golden Trail series. And mm-hmm. so I finished watching that. It took me forever to watch it because I wasn't running the treadmill as much, but I've been on it, the treadmill mostly the last week. So I was watching the trail series. And in the final episode, there's this lady who is like, I mean, there's not much to her. She's a very small, she won the trail series, very accomplished runner. I think her name's Renke or something like that. I, I can never pronounce their names. But anyway, she was running and she fell and broke her arm or how she broke her arm was she fell and when she turned around there was a tiger looking at what? her and, Holy. and the tiger she said she remembers that what you have to do if you come face to face with a tiger if they try to attack you you have to smack them in the face as hard as you can and she literally <laughs> broke her wrist on the tiger's head or face and it what? ran off and this like 100 pound nothing girl scared off a tiger so you're telling me that we can't at least survive yes, a bear i don't believe yes, it i don't believe yes, it so anyway absolutely anyway, watch the trail run uh golden series trail racing if you want to watch look it up on youtube it's a great series like seven episodes it was a lot of i enjoyed watching it um anyway the last episode when they're in the finals talking to this girl with her broken arm uh she describes how uh how she you know got out of this tiger attack and so i mean tigers are pretty aggressive i dare say All right um, yeah i would say yeah at the end of the day, she's very lucky, obviously. But mm. I think I don't want to bring up the whole bear thing again. That's another point in our side, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely weighing our. Oh my goodness, it's pretty well sealed. Any doubt I had in my mind is gone now after that story. I definitely feel super confident uh, fighting bears. Anyway, um, on a seri- on a more kind of serious note, was there anything that you kind of really took away, like a growth thing, like a learning curve or learning element that you took away from this year? Anything that you kind of didn't know before getting into it? Yeah, I think I think two things for me. Um, the the first one is is that if I'm gonna run as often as I do um, as many races and so on, I have to take better care of my joints and mm. ligaments and stretch more. Thus, seeing a uh, an RMT recently and doing some work there, and so I'm working in that uh, progression. And so I I feel like I never really felt like that was important ever uh, in the past of running. And so again, like I would normally do, like a pretty uh, chill training schedule and hit you know one race a year so there was definitely an uptick in my mileage 
certainly mileage on trails that we've also realized is very different than just running roads, you know, a little more wear and tear in some ways on your body, although it's less uh, maybe than uh, impact in some ways. So, but mm-hmm. there's definitely a different terrain and so on that makes a difference. Uh, and the other thing I would say too, and one thing I mentioned in a past episode that like trail running really, it translates really well to other sports. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I jumped on my, on my bike and did a hundred kilometers after doing two practice rides of significantly less than a hundred kilometers. Um, whereas in past years, you know, when I was just road running and, and not really lifting weights much and so on, and really just only road running, um, mm-hmm. you know, jumping on a bike, I always had super sore muscles afterwards cause you're using different muscles. Your quads would always ache. And I found this year, you know, like by the next, you know, lunchtime the next day after, after doing, you know, a pretty long, hard ride, um, I was fine. And so the reality being that, uh, the work that you do trail running certainly translates to other sports better, maybe than I would suspect some other, uh, running just on the roads or whatever might. So, yeah, I think those are the two big takeaways for me that like you can go out and enjoy the outdoors and enjoy the trails and get a good workout, you know, mm-hmm. without necessarily having to, you know, work on like in triathlon, trying to manage three sports and have the time to swim, bike and run. It's a big time consume. And with five kids, that's hard to do, but it's mm-hmm. nice that, you know, I feel like I can go out and hit the trails and get a really good workout in, you know, in a short period of time without having to manage the stress of that big schedule. So mm-hmm. that's been a big, a big win for me and a, a bit of a learning curve too, but yeah. 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 Um, for me, I got, I have two, I think probably the one, uh, is more practical and that is that, um, if you're going to get good at anything, it needs to have repetition, right? Formation doesn't happen without repetition. And so for me, that's kind of like a key, key learning. Like you can't just, I mean, if, if we want to be true to the goals that we have set in front of us, we can't just like dip our toe into it. You have to keep building a repetition. Like when it comes to training, you know, like you can't run one or two times a week uh, and think you're going to accomplish like the lofty goals that you might have. Well, maybe you don't have like maybe one or two times a week is your goal. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not trying to poo any of that kind of stuff, but if you're, if you're going to kind of create, you know, some growth in your, in your running, you need to have that disciplined, you know, repetition, you know, setting that baseline of, you know, your, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like the, your, your kind of fitness baseline, right? Like you're just trying to keep that at a space where you can kind of build off of it. Um, so I found, I found that was super important. And I learned that because I overextended myself throughout most of this fall. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't put the same amount of time in that I need to, to do to, in order to really accomplish my goals. And so I, I just had to like live with that frustration. And it is a frustration. Like when you do just kind of overcommit yourself and, so I just like, if you're going to focus on things, just focus on a couple. I can't do multiple things and do it well. So I have to be able to kind of scale back and say, no, what really matters. So that was a key learning. The second thing that I learned was just like, and and, and I don't want to say like it, I, I had like a, a restoring of my faith in humanity, but I just really was reminded again of how wonderful people can be at times, you know, just whether that's in conversations at races, whether that's conversations with guests on the podcast or hearing people's stories, you just hear how amazing, you know, a lot of people are. And now, yeah, sure. There's some idiots or whatever, but they won't make it on our podcast. So like we've got, (laughs) you know, we've only got the the best of the best, but it's like, you know, just hearing people tell stories that are inspiring and encouraging um, and quirky sometimes, you know, like I was just like reminded of how wonderful people can be. And, uh, you know, as you experience that kind of charity and, and grace demonstrated towards you, like it's, it just encourages you to want to do the same thing and, and pass on any kind of tips or, or, or tricks or anything that, you know, to people who are just learning it like we were. Um, and so I think that was kind of my, my cool takeaways from this year so there's been some good growth in the both of us i'd say mm-hmm. yep for we're, sure we're becoming like well-rounded gentlemen <laughs> of, i don't think uh, we should say that 
Nah, never mind. <laughs> it's funny, you were saying we're becoming well-rounded gentlemen, and I was sitting here thinking when you said that no idiots are allowed, I was thinking because there's only room for two. That's right. Um, <laughs> That's right. The idiot room is full on this podcast. Right. So maximum limit of two. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess Jeff, the real question is like where do we go from here? Um what like let's just make this personal first and then we'll talk about the podcast a little bit. But like what what's your winter gonna look like? What what do you, what are your plans for it? Yeah, so I think I think for me, um I've been trying to ignore and uh, and deny the fact that I, I have an injury of some sort that I need to figure out in my lower abdominal. Mm-hmm. And even during bootstrap, like I was fine for the first two kilometers. And then I had this like nagging, not horrible pain, like not nothing that was like debilitating or anything, but you know, at the top of my groin muscle into my abdominal, just this like nagging pain. And the rest of the run. But then, like, when I stopped running and I was eating my donair dogs, they went away. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's that's good because after loading loops, it definitely didn't go away. Um, and so I did uh, – I got home. I felt pretty good. And I hit the couch watching the hockey game after doing a little bit of stretching. and cut, So that was much later in the day, you know, like that was 8 o'clock at night. And I went to get up off the couch at like, you know, 1030 to go to the bathroom during the hockey game. And like standing up was excruciating. And I had this like horrible pain in my lower abdomen. And uh, next morning it was bearable. And by supper time it was gone. And I haven't felt it again all week. And so it's like this weird like muscle strain where I don't think it's a, I obviously don't think it's like a stress fracture or anything like that. It must just be a, I don't know, something isn't right, but I have, I talked to my uh, massage therapist about it and she's going to do a little bit of research and uh, she's actually moving out on her own um, to move in with a um, physiotherapist at at an office. It's the physiotherapist office has been around for a long time, but they're just bringing in an RMT now. So that'll be convenient. If I I need to see a physiotherapist, it'll be right Mm -hmm. in the same place. And so if she can't fix me, she said she'd make sure she found someone who could. So, so that's good. We're going to take that uh, fairly seriously. And um, so my goal between here and the new year is actually just to kind of go easy on myself a little bit and uh, be forgiving if I don't, you know, work out as much as I I think I should and uh, just be a little more uh, cognitive of, of that and I was listening to the only other podcast that I listen to consistently is, is two buddies like us who actually coach people so they're not really like us they're actually professionals so doing, <laughs> they know what they're talking uh, about they actually know what they're talking about but it's two two friends who kind of like banter and then yeah. also talk about uh, triathlon actually it's a crushing, crushing iron podcast look it up it's great um, and their whole theory in life they don't have any ads they have a huge following they have a huge client list that they advertise like when they do races and stuff. So like these guys are pretty successful, but their whole theory in life is, is to keep you happy and healthy on your endurance sports journey. And you think about that and I've always thought about it quite a bit, but what they were talking about this week was that sometimes you, your body just needs a recess. And for them, mm-hmm. when they have an athlete who needs a recess and just, you know, put a lot of miles in for them and that's different for everyone. Their recommendation is, uh, the 20, 40, 60 rule, which for them is fine three times a week where you can run for 20 minutes, two times for 40, and your long run is no longer than 60. All in easy running efforts. So no no tempo, no you know pickups, none of that stuff. Just mm-hmm. easy stuff. Until you get to the point where you can do that and not feel tired at the end of the week and then add to it and go from there. And I thought, you know, one of the things they were saying was that people laugh at them because they also say, if you can't do anything else, just find three days a week where you can run for 20 minutes and people are like 20 minutes. That's a waste of time. That's dumb. But when you add it up, that's an hour of running, right? That's probably, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 K a week. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. again, adding that up, that's 40 K a month. And that's a fair bit of running for a lot of people. For most people, that's more running than they'll ever do in some people's lifetime over a year. And so you can still get benefit from that and allow your body to rest. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of my goal between here and the new year is just to be, uh, a little bit more uh, cognizant of trying to let my body rest a little bit because um, I got some pretty big goals for next year. So <laughs> I want to yeah. have some fun. And so, um, you know, that's part of the part of the deal. And so uh, one of the things I like about the podcast, it keeps me accountable and keeps me motivated. And so the more I look at next year, the more 
I want to do and the more I want to try to accomplish. And so I'm excited for it. But I also have now recognized just from talking to different people and getting advice that maybe I just need a, you know, a month and a half of kind of chill um, environment. And so, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on lifting weights uh, and getting stronger, but because those don't seem to cause pain in any way. So that's happy. That's good. Um, and then also just kind of you know, go a little easier maybe on the, the efforts in running. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. I hope your stomach problem gets figured out. It'll be I'll be interested to hear what's going on. The uh, winter for me is going to be more focused on cutting weight. Uh, so I think that we we had talked about it at one podcast where like there are seasons like where if you're running really hard, you probably shouldn't be trying to cut weight at the same time because you're going to need all the food you can get to to kind of keep up with the performance level of, of running. So I'm now in that spot where the, that's not going to be an issue. <laughs> not that it was ever performance <laughs> was ever an issue for me to begin with, but uh, it's more of a, Hey, let's take this time to really kind of nail down some dietary discipline, get some of that sort of stuff. I already have gotten back into the gym and so that's been feeling better. Uh, so working through that. And like you said, uh, I think I probably set I have to sit down and talk with, with Natalie about like our running schedule and that sort of thing, because it's, it's, it could get out of control. And so that's part of my winter time as well is just like making sure we've got kind of our race season planned out. And so we can have an idea of when, uh, when I can be at different ones. Cause there are some races that we're going to be taking a little road trips for uh, next year. And so I think we need to just kind of make sure we have space for that. So that's kind of my winter season is just like continuing to, and so running will be a part of my, that, that whole process, but it'll be more of a, like you said, like a, like a, a lower kind of mileage, more maintenance kind of stuff. Um, but it'll be helping with, with weight loss and I'm hoping it'll increase my speed. So I'm looking for some of that too. Um, so those are kind of the, the big goals. Now we, we do have some, some things that we are really interested in and I, I don't know, should we share those now or do, are we going to save those for season two? Do you think we should kind of wait on well, that, like tease them or tease a little bit, no commitment, right? just kind of, you know, a little bit, of, right. a little bit of tease. There's a lot of cool races happening. My goodness. There's like, so we're starting to see buckles really starting to come out now. Like we're seeing a hundred milers. Uh, we're starting to see a lot of those things. So that's, that's super enticing. Um, we've got, we've got people who are heading to Quebec for, you know, some, some trails there that seem really exciting. Uh, Nova Scotia has just got some really, really kind of neat races that I think, uh, we should check out this year. Um, so there's there's lots, and then we've got the oldies, but the goldies, you know, all the ones around here. And so our hope is really to kind of spread out a little bit, you know, but also at the same time keep keep it local as well. Um, I don't know if we can walk that tightrope, but I, I think we should try. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny you mentioned people going to like Mega Trail and and uh, the Gaspésien run. And I know I asked Mark if we could come, but. I- <laughs> Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Not that <laughs> I don't think I'll be ready for that. I've realized that uh, maybe I spoke a little too soon on that one. Who knows? Like I said, <laughs> everyone knows? keeps saying just quote and do it. But um, but yeah, no, definitely. I'm actually really excited for a race that just announced this week uh, here in Hanwell, just around the corner from myself at the Hanwell Park. Yeah. So I remember yeah. running that park all summer, uh, you know, prepping for the various races because it was just down the road. And it's an easy trail or easier trail for sure. And so I'd go to Woolstook when I had a little more time. And then I would, if I just had a short period of time, I'd hit the Hamwell Park Trail because I could run to the park and then run the trail and then back to my house and because uh, it's just around the corner. and Or drive down and do a bunch of loops. And so to see that uh, Joseph's doing uh, the Hamwell Hammering and uh, has a couple different races there. And so, uh, yeah, not as much vert and it'd be kind of like a Looney loops esque type run. Cause it's right there by a community center. And so actually it'll look a lot like Looney loops, I think, um, mm. but less vert and hopefully less mud. And so, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I think that'll be the kickoff to the season. Maybe hard to say, but, uh, it's definitely interesting. My wife said she might consider, uh, doing the 12 K, which she's been nice. talking about getting back into doing some running and, and so we might be able to get the kids involved too. So yeah, we're so close to home. It'll be an easy one to hit. And, uh, 
make a home base. So a uh, little, little home field advantage. So, yeah, that's right. So we'll be, uh, we'll be podcasting, of course, all, all those crazy adventures as they get ready to go. Um, yeah. So we've got the hammering, we've got Rockwood, we've got a day in Wentworth, which we're really looking forward to, which has now become like a weekend in Wentworth because they've gone to like 30, 32 hours, which is bananas, but that's awesome. Um, and so then we'll also have like some, some really big ones now, like the one that, that you've already come out and said that that's kind of like the, the goal race for next year is the Chiggy ultra. Uh, and I just saw, I just saw the buckle for that Jeff. And it looks so good. Like it's like this Yeti with a toque on, like, yeah, it's just like do three loops. Like I know, I, know. I almost died on one loop. And I was I hiking know. it for three days. So <laughs> oh, now I was a different person back then. But um, that's not the point. I still don't know that three loops is is doable. But uh, oh, that's actually that's... Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not committing to anything. But uh, yeah, there's some big goals out there for next year. Could so they? We'll could, you know? Could they do like a silver dollar for like the 50k? You know, just something that would be like maybe it's not like a belt <laughs> buckle, but it's still something like a little bit more like. Like, yeah, a, you, like a, you know, just drill a hole in it and put it around your neck on a little piece of leather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man! So I just wonder. Anyway, that I think you know, I think without being too committed, I think that's that's going to be a really cool time for for you and I. I think I think I'm on board with that one. Um, so we'll have to get signed up for that, whatever that looks like. So. We'll be having lots of different uh, races to talk about. And, of course, we have, we've have we already got some guests that we've got lined up for Season 2 as well. Um, and so we've got, uh, we've got some runners. We've got some people who are, you know, involved, like, in really serious competitive trail running. We'll try and get some people who aren't necessarily uh, directly connected in the trail running community that give us a little bit of support along the way as well, like we have in the past season. Um, but we are, uh, we're busy kind of working on that, uh, right now. Uh, but also I cannot wait to talk about the Christmas episode, right? So, mm-hmm. so Jeff was already pre pre-recording. Jeff was already listening to Alabama Christmas, uh, which you don't need to play it right now, Jeff. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, I was because, kinda, though. No, we don't need to listen to any more Alabama. <laughs> uh, I, I think that would deter our listeners from listening to the Christmas episode, not encourage them. So let's, let's, we'll save right, that we'll for, save the it for the Christmas episode. episode. Yeah. Okay, okay, it for okay. It's not like some people hold fast to that rule. No Christmas music before Remembrance Day. And so this well, is coming up. Don't get me started on that one. Day. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> well, don't get me started on that one because <laughs> I'm pretty, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so we'll we'll be teasing that that Christmas drop. So we'll be we'll be sharing that on uh, on Instagram. So keep your eyes open. We'll still be on Instagram quite a bit, Jeff. I'm sure we'll have all sorts of funny memes and everything like that to share. Uh, so please stay engaged on uh, on Instagram. Um, and I think like as far as like what we could do for next year, this might be dangerous, Jeff. And we haven't talked about this. This is like as Uh-oh. happening as we go, right? This is real life happening. Do you think it would be helpful to get some feedback from people about like what would they like to see in season two? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like we're not going to be, you know, I, I, we're not going to do anything crazy, but you know, it might be helpful to get some ideas from them. So maybe uh, I know if you listen to this on Spotify, there'll be like a like a question at the bottom of the episode. You can answer there. You can answer on Instagram as well. We would love to hear what 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 would make chasing trails that much better you know like if you have a great idea or even a topic you'd love us to kind of hit around that might be fun to hear some people's uh answers to that yeah for sure like you know do you want to see our ugly mugs or would you prefer we stay with just the radio podcast that's right right uh if you're out there listening and you know some uh great lady runners who would be willing to interview that would be great mm-hmm we didn't try to like. We were just happy to have people be willing to come onto the show, uh, but we might have been a little heavy, heavy towards the masculine side of uh, interview folks. So we did have some ladies on the show, and they did a great job. But it'd be great to have a few more who were interested in doing that. So if you know some some folks, and we got some folks lined up for next year, but so uh, keep that in mind. But yeah, I'd love to have some feedback on what we could uh, do to improve and how to improve and 
what makes a better show in people's people's opinion. You know, do you get bored by the race reviews? Do you want to hear about the crazy ideas that we have? You know, what, uh, do you care if Jeff actually does the chiggy or not, or do you want to hear about that? Right. Um, So yeah, I feel like, I feel like season two has an opportunity for people to tune in and see absolute carnage or great success. (laughs) So there's going to be a little bit for everyone, right? If you're the guy who wants to see someone crash and burn, it's possible. Because I've yeah. got some good plans. If you're the type of person who wants to see someone rise up like Rocky, well, maybe that's going to happen too. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So I think it could be. I think season two, our, our you know, our hopes are high, our expectations are higher, and uh, we we wanted to just say too before we wrap up for today's episode is honestly thank you, listeners, uh, for taking the time to go on this ride with us. Uh, we wouldn't. Uh, we probably would have done it even if you didn't listen, but uh, it just makes it a lot better that you do. And uh, it's been it's been really great to hear you guys. And so we, we really just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that. So thanks. Jeff, do yep, you have any agreed. last words? Nope. Uh, I'm, I try to stay away from emotional thank yous as much as possible. So. <laughs> That's right. I'll I let forgot. you do that. That's thank right. you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's right. And that's uh, Jeff the Robot. Uh, That's as much emotion as he has. No. uh, Anyways, guys, we just want to say a big thanks also to our sponsor, St. John Trail Running, for coming alongside of us at the last end of the season. We look forward to, uh, if if you're interested in partnering with us over the next couple of episodes, like seasons, I mean, we'd love to have a conversation with you too. But uh, in the meantime... Thanks for all you've done this year. We hope you've enjoyed season one. And in the meantime, keep on chasing the trail. One, two, three.